are listening to the Derek Asante Podcast, the show that brings you insightful conversations about everyday topics. We just aim to keep the discussion above the average. Our guests are the ones bringing the social proof to the conversation. Let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of DAPS. I want to start off by saying another shout out to all the listeners, subscribers, and supporters. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And continue to share the episodes, continue to share your comments, continue to like and support and, you know, spark these conversations with people around you and your circles, family members and so forth. Anywhere you can have these conversations, I do encourage you to have them. Open dialogue is key and that's where growth can be found in some of those spaces. Now, this episode is one that is interesting. I may get some pushback. I may get some backlash. I may get whatever it is that's going to come. and That's perfectly fine. But I do want the conversation to still take place. I am going to ask the questions that I'm going to ask because I think it's important. Not only for men, but it's also important for women to hear it. Because this is a conversation or a subject matter that involves both sexes. It's not battle of the sexes, but it is one that is very intriguing. And it's intriguing enough that I have to make an episode on it. So I've been thinking about a few things and I've been hearing, you know, uh, clips and conversations about women and women's views and men's views and actions and, and all these different things. So that's really what prompted this this um, episode here. It's about attention, right? And when is it okay to get the attention or not to give the attention? That's the first question, I guess. When is it okay? I don't know. I don't have an answer for it. This is a question I'm asking the opposite sex. And I'm hoping that someone can either write message and express, you know, what comes to mind when they hear that question, because I think it's important. But what I am going to ask is, what do women want from men? You know, it's, it's a question of the ages. What do women want from men? Because apparently it seems clear what men want from women. Even for me, I'm not even sure what that really is. Um, But if you ask me what I want from my partner is pretty much everything that she wants for herself from me. But I guess that's not a good enough answer. So we're going to talk a bit about that. Um, And I'm hoping that, you know, I can actually trigger some people to actually say some things back, whether through the comments, so I can actually follow up on this conversation because I think it's important. I don't know what women want from men, but I do know what I'm willing to give up or offer to, you know, a woman, to my partner. Um, But the question really is, is that enough for her? Right? What I have to offer and what I'm willing to give Will those things be enough for the woman that 
you know, a man is approaching. And those are the things that we have to consider. It's, it's very subjective, by the way, right? A lot of this stuff is very subjective. And that's the hard part because it's totally different for one woman to another, one man to another. But what, is your, what are the objectives? Like, what is objective that we can actually ascribe to? And when you really look at, look at that and you break it down, we essentially want the same things. The problem that we find, uh, I find that we, we struggle with is the English language and how often it, it lets us down or it sets us up for confusion because of, you know, the, the synonyms and, and all those things, because having so many words mean the same thing can create confusion because we use them interchangeably. And for some people, we interpret them slightly different. And that's where it creates a bit of a problem. But what a man is willing to give up or offer, will those things be enough for a woman? And I'm not talking about happiness. I'm literally talking about coexisting and being at peace with oneself, being a part of this relationship or this partnership. Will that woman be satisfied if they took on what the man, the man is offering or are willing to give up? Is it enough? Um, what I've read that women seek in a heterosexual romantic relationship, you know, or relationship with male friends and men in general, right, is what they seek often in a friend. So I guess my question to that is, how true is that? How accurate? Is there any truth in it? Do women actually want the things that they offer or, or they get in a friend, friendship, you know, friendship relationship, right? Is it the same? Or is it different? Please share. I don't know. I think there are some nuances, some differences and whatnot. But overall, I think we essentially want the same thing. We just want someone to be there, to care and to be present enough to recognize when we are, you know, on a, on a up or on a down and support us. That's a nutshell. We're going to dive in a little bit more into, into some of those things uh, as, as I continue. But something to ponder, right? Some of the traits, some of the traits of value for women are often these things like integrity, sensitivity, and intimacy. Okay. And, and most, according to some of the research that I did, not, not extensive, but you know, surface level stuff, because I just want to get the conversation started and then we can dive into some of the heavier stuff, you know, on another episode, but this is just for us to break the ice. So we have, you know, integrity, sensitivity, and intimacy from their romantic partners is what women are looking for. Now, my question is, how accurate is this information? 
is it different than what men want? In my opinion, no. We want integrity as well. We want sensitivity as well. And we want intimacy as well. So how are we different? And this is where I was mentioning earlier about the English language kind of misleading us or misguiding us is women use these words and it means something to them and they have a visual image of what that looks like to them. Whereas men, we have a, a completely different image of what that looks like to us. But the meaning of the words is the same for us. We want the same thing. It may look slightly different from woman to woman, but how different does it look for a woman looking you know, at men? Is it different from man to man? Because we want to know. By the way, I'm asking these questions because I genuinely want to know. So when you know my partner hears this, I want her to try and answer some of these questions too because I want to know what she thinks. Right? I want to have these conversations. I mean, we have a lot of great conversations, but I want to know specifically to this topic. So if you're in a relationship, ask these questions, have these dialogues, right? Have, have fun with it. Don't get so caught up that, you know, it becomes a, a war or a fight within your, your spaces, but be open to hearing something different from your partner. And that's where you might learn something new about your partner and actually, you know, evolve into a much stronger relationship. Who knows? But let's talk about those three things. What is integrity? So I'm going to share with you what the definition is. Integrity is the quality of being honest and having a strong moral principle. Okay, not one, but, you know, multiple principles, but it's got to be strong. It's also a state of being whole and undivided. I interpret that as being someone who knows themselves, who is comfortable in their skin, and they don't waver because someone else have a different feeling. Okay? They don't waver. They don't waver. And it's a sense of completeness. So when you think about that, I'm curious how women interpret that integrity. What does it mean? And the reason why I'm asking these questions specifically towards women is because I understand that women are emotional beings. So they open even sentences with, I feel like. Okay. It's not always, I think it's what they feel. And this is why I'm asking this question, because I'm trying to figure out how my, you know, the opposite sex to me is responding to these words and how they're interpreting these words. So I'm curious if that's the definition, then I want to know how you internalize that. And what does it mean when you look at a man that you're in a relationship with and that you're seeking integrity? What does that look like? And what does it need to look like for you to say, check, my man has integrity. I'm curious, right? So let's, let's have those conversations. What is integrity? Because if the definition that I just gave is what integrity is, 
I'm pretty sure I can go out on a limb and say that every man wants that too. Someone who is honest and has a strong moral, you know, set of principles and values and they know who they are. They're comfortable with being who they are. You know, so that's, I mean, is that a sex thing? Is that something that separates men from women? I don't know. I'm putting it out there because these are conversations I don't think we have enough. So let's talk about that. What is integrity? Um, later on in the week, I'm hoping to get some friends on, you know, on a, on a topic that we're talking about here. I'm going to kind of break it down and see if we can actually dive a little bit deeper on some of the surface stuff that I'm talking about. The other question is, what is sensitivity? Right? I want a man that's sensitive. What does that mean? So let me give you the definition here, and then maybe we can go from there, right? A person's feelings, which might be easily offended or hurt. So that's the definition of someone being sensitive. To me, when I, when I read that definition, someone who is easily triggered, I don't know if a woman really wants that person. This is me making my assumption. Correct me or challenge it if you feel it's necessary. I welcome it. But these are the things that I'm talking about. We use words that we actually don't have a true sense of what they mean. And if we don't know what they mean and we use it loosely and then we actually get what we say we want, like someone who's sensitive, but then guess what? We don't treat that person the way we thought we were going to treat them when we wanted them, now that we have them. So do you really want someone who's extremely sensitive? Or do you just want them to have a little bit of it, but you want to make sure they're still, you know, someone with integrity who is complete because everyone I believe has some sensitivity is just to what degree. And that's why it's subjective. How much of this sensitivity radar do I need? Do I want, this is what women are going through, but they don't actually say it. They just say, I want someone who's sensitive, but how much sensitive sensitivity do you want? Because when it's too much, you complain about it. When it's not enough, you complain about it. So where do we stand? This is, this is just one of those many gray areas that we as men find ourselves, you know, stagnant, kind of navigating, going nowhere. So it's a big question. Uh, continuing on the sensitivity definition, it's also a state of being hypersensitive or irritable by others. That means, again, somebody else can trigger me. My own partner can trigger me because I'm extremely sensitive. I'm hypersensitive. Okay? But to me, when I, when I hear that definition, what I'm hearing is a man who's unstable. Just like a woman can be very unstable when she's extremely and hypersensitive. You can't say a word to this individual without them breaking down because, again, they feel hurt. And once they feel hurt and the emotional floods open, there's nothing we as men can do. We can't even have a conversation because when a woman is in that, you know, I shouldn't say a woman, but when a person is in that emotional state, logic has no space in their processing of, of information. 
right? So I don't know if women necessarily want that unstable man who's hypersensitive because that radar, a sensitivity radar, isn't telling us men how much this woman wants of the sensitivity or the sensitive side of me, right? So it's it's not easy, ladies, if you're listening. It's not easy for us to navigate these spaces that you want us to navigate. So you have this, you know, these, these fictitious lists and checkboxes that you want in a man, but they're so subjective that we can't meet them. And when we don't meet them, you discard us or mistreat us, whatever word you want to use. And this is the problem. And then we resort back to the ignorant state that we often find ourselves in and say, oh, uh, all men are dogs or these men out here are dogs. When we have these ridiculous radars that we're functioning on. So let's check that, right? The third one was intimacy. So what is intimacy? Again, very subjective. Okay? It seems, you know, very, very subjective from woman to woman. Yet women expect men to understand, interpret this efficiently. How can I interpret this efficiently when you don't even know exactly where it is on the scale that you want me to be intimate? And this is very, very difficult. It's also extremely unrealistic. Or is it? That's the question. Is it realistic for you to say, you know, I want a man who's intimate, but to what degree? Because that's the part you're not saying. You're not saying exactly what it is. You just say on a blanket statement, oh, I want a man who's intimate. I wish you were more intimate. Now, we're going to go into the definition of intimacy. Before I do that, I want to, I want to share my opinion on, on the fact that there are different levels. How your man displays intimacy may not be how you expect it to look like. So we call that now what love language, right? Why don't we spend more time learning his love language and meet him halfway? And then while you're doing that, teach him what your love language is. Don't assume he should know how to speak it. This is where communication comes in. It's work. Relationships are, you know, work-based. If you don't put in the work, if you don't put in the effort, if you don't try, it doesn't work. You can't expect it to work without trying to make it work. Okay? So, definition of in intimacy. It is close familiarity or friendships. Right? And there are four types of intimacy. I want to share those with you. We have emotional, right? Which is being able to express your feelings and so forth to your partner. Right? So how you feel, you must be able to conjure up the words and express that to your partner. If you're not able to express that or you keep those things in, they have no idea. No one on this planet is a psychic that we can read minds like that. Okay? Listen, we're not Professor X. We don't know. So you need to be able to express that. And when you fail to do that, you cannot turn around and blame your partner for failing to understand the language that you're speaking. 
Okay, so that's where it begins. Number two is mental, right? Mental is really talking about great conversations, right? We, you know, you and your partner being on the same wavelength, things that you connect on, you know, it might be politics, it might be relationships, it might be parenting, it might be just dating, it might be courting, it might be values, it might be moral compasses. Anything that we can talk about, but me and my partner are able to have a, a, a healthy dialogue and conversation about, that's the mental aspect of, of intimacy. Am I looking forward to having conversations, rich conversations with my partner? And that's the healthy part of, of right? Intimacy. So there's different levels. Does my partner get me and do I get them? Uh, number three is spiritual, right? This is more about the code of ethics and, and values, okay? Is, is respect something that we both, you know, demand? Um, is, is do we share the same values? Do we believe in the same way we should treat other people? Uh, how we should treat ourselves? What are the, the standards um, for how we want to live our lives, right? All these things are important, but this is a spiritual state. So we have to have the conversation, which is the mental, in order to be able to get to the spiritual understanding of where we stand, okay? So we don't violate the other. And that's where the spiritual comes in. Then we have number four, the physical. Unfortunately, everyone is familiar with the physical. And the first three, we barely invest time in. Notice the physical was the last one because all the other stages, all the other states are essential for the last one now to be magical. So you think about it, if I'm emotionally connected to my partner, and I'm able to express myself freely and comfortably, and, and they're able to do the same in the presence of me, then we also have these rich conversations, healthy conversations. We can talk about anything under the sun without offending the other, right? Because we have that stability, okay? We got that stability because we are sensitive to one another and our needs. Now, when we get to the spiritual state, oh my goodness, that's where foreplay lies, right? We have foreplay in all those other stages leading up to the physical, which is a skin-to-skin -skin contact that feels good to you or your partner, right? And it's not one thing. It could be, you know, as simple as holding hands, sitting close to your partner while you're having these conversations. It's walking by and, and brushing your partner giving them that look over your shoulder and letting them know that, you know what, I see you and you're looking damn fine, right? Those are the moments. It's not just the sexual intercourse or the act. It's not making out. It's everything that's physical that we get to make contact and express and experience everything from stage one, two, three, and then four is just your climax, right? So, all those things is what intimacy is. And I think that's a key that's also missing, okay? But we just went through this whole process and the question still, be, you know, states the same. What do women want? 
And in this episode, the topic is really about attention and when is it okay to give it or receive it? That's the question I want to ask all the ladies out there. Give me your opinion on it. When do you want attention? Is there a specific time, date, location? And what type of attention do you want? Right? And how does that look like? Now, you're probably asking yourself, well, this guy's asking too many things, like too specific. I can't give you exact, um, you know, response to that question. And I'm glad you're going through that. If you are going through that or experiencing that, that process, it's because men go through that. When you, as a woman, say things like, oh, you're not, you're not as intimate as you used to be. What does that mean? Because some women argue and say, well, you used to hold my hand in public. Okay, that's one gesture. But was there any other gestures that, you know, would suffice? Let me know that. I don't know. What do you like? Do you know what you like? If you don't know what you like, then you can't expect the male, your partner, to know what you like if you don't even know what you like. Right? And this is where a lot of women fall victim to this, oh, the man doesn't make me happy or my man doesn't make me happy. You're seeking external happiness, right? Which no one else can provide because happiness relies within. And so this is a part of the battle that we have to endure. We can't win. We know we can't win. So what do we do? We throw our hands up and we say, you know what? Listen, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of hey Marys and I hope one of them sticks. Okay? And often the one that usually sticks is when we propose. <laughs> and that's the one that sticks. But after that, we still don't know what it is that we're doing most of the time because we don't know what you want us to be doing. And we also don't know what you want to be happening. So as easy as you might see it to be a man, I'm here telling you it's extremely difficult being a man trying to love his woman or a woman, okay? Or appreciate that woman when his gestures and actions aren't appreciated the way he would hope for them to be appreciated. So I don't want to go off on a tangent too much, but the other question I have is, um, do women need men in their lives to be feminist allies who want to see them succeed? Or is that too far from the truth? I definitely want to see my partner succeed. Right? I definitely want him to win. Want her to win. And I'm sure most men want the same thing. But what does that look like? Right? What does that look like? If it looks like you just want us to be your yes men, we can't fulfill that role. We're not wired that way. I mean, some of us may be, but we're not, majority of us are not wired that way. Okay? So having objectives and realistic expectations might help us understand what it is that you're looking for in your mate. The other thing I want to talk a little bit about was um, moral integrity. So we started off the conversation talking about integrity. But now this is more about moral integrity, right? So there's a slight difference. And the moral integrity is talking about mutual respect because that is a key, right? And it's a must. 
Some people may not want to hear that, but it's a must. Mutual respect is a key, not the key. It's one of the keys and it's a must. It's also non-negotiable because once a partner loses respect for the other, I guarantee you all bets are off. Anything can happen. Okay. The wheels fall off at that point. So if one party feels disrespected in the relationship, that relationship is likely to fail. Right. And if the foundation of that relationship is strong enough, then it can sustain and weather that storm, but it'll definitely be a shaken or weakened foundation. And they have to work now, you know, twice, three times as hard to reestablish it where it was before as far as its stability. Okay. You also need to trust um, your partner through and through. You know, you got to be trustworthy as well. And it's got to be open communication, right? And this is what I was talking about earlier. You have to have open lines of communication. And through those communications, you need to be honest. You need to be honest. And finally, you got to take responsibility. But I want to spend a little bit of time on the honesty part because sometimes we can be too honest men. Some of us, not all of us. But I think that's healthy because that lets you know, talking about integrity, lets you know where your man or your partner stands on the subject matter, right? It lets you know how they feel because that's how we communicate. We let you know straight. Not all of us. Please don't, don't quote me on some of these generalizations that I'm making. I'm just saying specific, some specific men don't function this way and some do. Okay. But those are the keys. You need trust, open communication. You have to be honest through and through. And you got to take responsibility for your actions, right? And what that is, it's just all about accountability. Are we accountable to those that we are in a relationship with or those that we are, you know, engaged with? So those are things that I think we take for granted sometimes and we need to really hone in on what's important. So that's, that's moral integrity. Now, we spoke about um, sensitivity. So this one's going to be relational sensitivity. And that's talking about when women want to be shown kindness, right? Patience, understanding, empathy, and, and compassion. Now, those are wonderful words. And guess what? Men want the same thing. Right. We want them as well. We're human. We have feelings because you want us to show you them. So why don't you think, why would you assume that, you know, we don't want them? So I'm putting it out there. What you want is what your man wants. It's just because it's subjective. How much of it does he want and how little of it does he want is what you have to figure out. And that comes with open communication and honesty. Um, still talking about relational sensitivity, you have to think about uh, friendship, right? And that is a desire to be treated with patience, be accepted by your partner, right? And what we also do as men, we display this to our close friends and relationships. 
we offer those things, right? We're patient, we treat them and accept them in any manner that they present themselves in. We don't have too many judging eyes to our friends. And so women want the same thing, right? So fellas, when you're listening to this, you need to be aware of that. How you treat your boys, demand them as far as the respect and the acceptance that you offer them, your partner in private, you know, in those private relationships, they want the same level of acceptance, patience, and understanding. So be aware of that. The other thing that um, women are looking for is that emotional maturity, right? Sometimes we lack that as men, right? Some men have it, some men lack it a little bit, some men get it later on in life, but it's still something that is very attractive to the female. So we need to act like grownups when we're supposed to, right? And then we can play when we need to. So knowing when to flip the switch, don't get stuck in one realm long too long. And because, you know, when you do that, then things fall uh, by the wayside. So just be aware of that. Being supportive is essential in any relationship, right? Uh, sensitivity plus validation of her experiences is important to her. So don't just listen to what she's saying, but validate it by, you know, supporting and adding follow-up questions or suggestions and things like that uh, to help confirm how she's feeling because it's a real thing. Is what she's feeling is what you're trying to validate. Whether you agree with it or not, you know, in that situation is, is irrelevant. So you have to be sensitive to what she's expressing to you and you have to validate it if you can, right? Because it's really important to her. Whatever you do, fellas, whatever you do, don't dismiss or minimize her feelings and or her experiences ever. Don't do it. However, <laughs> right? However, if you find that it is necessary and healthier to provide some suggestions and feedback, then offer it. But just be aware of how you tread that, right? How you tread those waters, you know? So those are things that we need to be aware of both as men and women, because even though I went through this list that women want, believe you me, men want the exact same thing. But don't forget, it's about how subjective this is. And so how much of all these things do we want and how little of it do we want? Okay. So those are the things that you're going to have to find out within your own relationship and you can only get that by being honest, having an open line of communication with your partner, just being patient and, and don't forget respect. Okay. Now, before I close out, I have a few questions that I want to kind of throw out to the listeners, specifically the women that are listening. And please make sure whatever platform you're using to listen to the pod, I want you to use a comment section and shoot me some comments and some suggestions or your thoughts. Okay. Uh, I'm open to hearing them because I would love to, you know, chime in on that conversation and maybe do another episode where I can invite you on to actually have that conversation with me and enlighten me on, on that subject matter. So here goes. Do women hear things that men don't say? And if so, why is that? 
what are those things that you hear and give some scenarios that you might hear something that the man didn't say. Okay. So this is where some assumptions come in. We jump to conclusions and, you know, assume that this is what he meant to say, but didn't say it. And so you interpret it a different way. And that's where that comes in. Right. So something to consider. The other question is, why do women use the word intimidate? Because I've been hearing that quite a bit. It's almost like it's a, it's a trend right now. Intimidate when they are describing a scenario involving a man. Okay, so why do we use the word intimidate to describe men? And we also use some of the traits that we love. When I say we, I'm talking about women, right? Women use the traits that they love about men oh, this man is tall, I need a tall man, Um, I need a man who's strong, or whatever the case might be. But we use those same character traits, and then in a sentence, we'll attach those character traits with the word intimidate. Because he's tall, because he's big, because he's strong, and because she is small, therefore, in this scenario, when it benefits the woman, she'll use the word intimidate. So I'm curious. I'm curious, when is it not intimidating when you are in love with him and when you are not in love with him, it's intimidating. So it's that double standard, right? That catch 22, you have to figure out what's going on here because you're also now creating a narrative that's very disruptive, right? And it's disturbing. So that's what I'm going to put out there. Why do men use the word, uh, why do women use the word intimidate to describe men? In 2022. And the third and final uh, question I want to ask is, when is it appropriate? When is an appropriate time and place for a man to approach a woman he finds attractive? Right? And when is the good time? Because we don't know. We don't know. And you might have a male approach you, you know, uh, middle of the day, and you say to him, oh, no, I have a man. But then you might see the same man in the club because he pulled up in a, in a Corvette or whatever, a Bugatti, and you're saying, oh, yeah, I don't have a man. Right? So so when is the right time? Because we're not sure. Is it because of material things that he might have? Is it because of what you're going through or your expectations you realize were too high or unrealistic? What is it? I'm not sure. I'm just asking. I'm probing. So let me know in the comments. Right? Now, again, thank you for tuning in every week and checking in on the pod. And I hope you found some enlightenment with these thoughts that I'm going through with these questions because they are real. And I want people to have these conversations in their own spaces. And I would love to hear from you guys and what you think and what, you know, what I was able to trigger within you, what conversation I was able to spark with this subject matter. Okay. So until next episode, I want to thank you. I appreciate you all for always listening and supporting me and this and this show. I can continue to bring you the content that inspires and enlightens you. Until next episode, love, peace, and nappiness.